Blog Talk Radio. And during the few moments that we have left, we want to talk right down to earth in a language that everybody here can easily understand. Godmother of WFC, folks, ladies, gents, godmother of fandom, a mother to all, grandmother to some, a lady who quite fond, is quite fond, folks, and she'll tell you, she is quite fond of professional wrestling, and of course, she is the biggest closeted Miz fan I ever knew. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Granny Hulkster. Well, hello, Betray. Thank you for that wonderful... <laughs> Introduction on my last Wednesday night with you. I know. <laughs> Why the fans were quite unaware, folks. Granny is wonderful. She's been wonderful. She's been a blessing to this show. She, I asked her to be a guest on my show, and lo and behold, that was her her interview. And this was last April, and due to uh, Granny's schedule, I think. I, as I said, I don't speak for her ever, but she's going to be going to Tuesdays with me in the afternoons. So, case in point, it's a lot. It's been a lot of fun with you, Granny. Well, it's been a lot of fun for me too, B Train. I mean, I've had a blast, and you know, um, I know whoever your new co-host is going to be. I'm sure that it's going to be just as great for you all. As it was for you and I together. And, uh, folks, you know, we're not going to short this back to our interview, so don't worry about it, guys. I got this. Okay, just, you know, it's a little thing. I met Granny um, at a show, or lack thereof, in Pittsburgh, Kansas, and I'm not going to shy away from saying, you know, it's whatever, but, you know, people want to. Be who they are in this business and be who you are and don't shy away from it. But if you short my friend Granny Holkster of money, you are considered in my book a piece of shit. And if you don't, if you go back on your word a second time, I'm not going to name names to remain professional. I'm just going to say it. You are the biggest piece of slime 
on this planet because Granny Hulkster is a very good person. She's very sincere. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that betraying. I, I really do. So. I mean, there's seldom people that she likes and dislikes, but she'll let you know if she doesn't like you. Um, I just find it annoying that in this business there are people that take advantage of those who are not, you know, and, and they don't have much or they don't, you know, they only go to wrestling shows or they, you know, they're retired or whatever. I, I hate it. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to get this out of the way before I start the SmackDown Live review. If you, you know who you are, decide to take advantage of my good friend, Granny Hulkster, then karma's a bitch and then she will find you and eat you and shit you out and not think twice because let me just say this I seldom say this about people in the business whether they're a fan or whether they are part of this business Granny's actually fucking sincere and that's you know coming from a person who doesn't really trust many people in this business you can ask Curtis you can ask Kurt Gannon I don't trust that many people folks I don't I, I just don't So without further ado, enough semantics and drama out of the way. Let's start this party right. Going to a SmackDown Live review. Monkeys in the truck. You know what time it is. One. All right, there you got the cue right. Thanks, buddy. Dig it. and Charlotte are in the room you know things are going to be as explosive as July 4th weekend things are going to fly (laughs) and that's exactly what happened and I just want to point out folks Becky is supposed to be a bad guy but the wrestling world fell in love with her all over again because well as she puts it I'm the man and they were Becky 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 and Granny I mean it's amazing you see People with flyer, you know, posters that read the man and an overwhelming, resounding sense of popularity that Becky Lynch has given the fans. You know, she's given us hope. We all feel differently about Charlotte now, which is kind of awkward, but she's embraced it. You can tell a lot of her father's ability has transferred into her as you hear her speak. I mean, she's got that natural arrogance that Rick had back in the day when he wrestled for a lot of territories. Folks, Flair could really capture an audience, and I think, like Granny has said multiple times on this show, 
SmackDown Live has kind of rekindled that magic. Yeah, so, it certainly did. I mean, this is the first time, folks, where Granny and I can say as wrestling fans that what we're, what you're witnessing, what you're seeing is the really genuine feud between two wrestlers. Now, yeah. <laughs> whether you love when you whether you love Becky or you hate her, I think Granny, she's the first one in a while that I've fallen in love with because I haven't really I haven't really found someone to look forward to in forever and Becky's doing it. She has really captured an audience and she can officially say that. So without further ado, oh. folks, we're gonna go down the line for SmackDown Live with you. <clears throat> so you had a really chaotic SmackDown, but what's different than t- from 2018 or 17, man? So the U.S. Championship, I, I kind of found this shocking. Nakamura lost to R-Truth. I really wasn't expecting that. Mm. Nor was I expecting, Granny, the fact that Rusev comes out minutes later and R-Truth beat him one, two, three. So I really, at this point, don't know what to say other than what the hell's going on. Well, it was definitely a surprise on both matches. I mean, um, you know, it, it was amazing. I mean, um, you know, of course, and then um, everybody has to interfere like they like to interfere, but, you know, hey, it's wrestling people. I mean, it's just what it is, but Yes, it was definitely a surprise for that our troops um, got the victory on uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev. I mean, the caliber of star that of Rusev or Nakamura brings to the table, one might wonder, okay, what drugs have I been doing or what pipe have I been smoking out of? Because I think, honestly, like my reaction to that was like a knee-jerk, holy shit, did this just happen? Because, uh-huh. I mean, they said, Tom Phillips said it's been seven years since our <clears throat> truth has won a championship. And I'm like, I think Granny's got to be scratching her head, too, going, what? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, I knew it had been a while. I knew it had been a long time for our truth to win some sort of championship belt, but seven years, I was like, wow. It was like, it was longer than I thought. Yeah, I I was like, seven years? So you're telling me the last time R-Truth actually won a WWE championship period was around 2011 when the company was kind of flailing in and out of popularity. Just, you know, CM Punk was just getting his leg, you know, feet wet getting popular and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, kaboom, the fact of the day, our truth, folks, seven years? So, wait, I'm thinking to myself, I'm going <coughs> to say it, holy shit, literally, when Tom Phillips spouted off that little fact, I was like, um, was I sleeping for a hundred years? No, and then, 
of course, now the good brothers Granny challenged Rusev and Nakamura. And back in Japan, Nakamura and the Good Brothers used to wrestle each other off and on, along with Finn Balor and AJ Styles and Omega and all them. So I think that was a good challenge. And then, of course, The Miz and Shane came out. Well, I'm not going in order because I I was still in shock that they won the Tag Team Championships from Cesaro and Sheamus. So I guess SmackDown Live is still still shocking the crap out of us, Granny. Yes, it is. I'm just, like, amazed. I was like, well, they still are up to par on their show. They never have lost a step, in my opinion. Of course, others may prefer Raw over the blue brand. I I think Raw has gotten unanimously better. As Michael Cole said, you know, the ratings have gotten better since uh, Boren Corbin's no longer there. Oh, and, no. of course, so let's see what else we have on tap here. Oh, they had a tag team elimination match. And the winner would get to face the tag team champions, Miz and Shane. I'm thinking, well, Corey Graves has turned into Jesse the Body Ventura as much of a bandwagon as he claims to be, or not to be. Um so the, the Usos are now challenging because the New Day was involved. Let's see, Cesaro and Sheamus, Otis, Dojovic, and Tucker Knight. They did pretty good, Granny, for their first match on SmackDown Live. Yes, they did. And uh, <laughs> I bet she got a kick out of Otis doing the worm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> A big man that size should never be doing dances. They might shake the earth. I, yeah, and that might, um, you know, tear up your ring a little bit. You know, I mean, I don't know how much he weighs, but he's not. <laughs> he's a pretty good sized guy, and you know, I would take. He, I, I could just picture that on my mind. Him doing the worm, and all of a sudden the ring collapses. <laughs> You can literally see the ring shake, folks. I mean, it's not that Granny is making it up or I am making it up, because Otis is one big fella. Yes, he is. Granny, I think I may have found the... Some may say this is debate. Maybe not so much... This is about the NXT UK review, but if you ever have a chance, Granny, there's a guy... In NXT UK, who's pretty big too, Walter. I mean, the NXT UK universe or WWE NXT UK universe, Granny, they are pretty vocal about who they like and who they dislike. And Walter, he kind of reminds me, Granny, of an Austrian version of Andre the Giant. Wow. I mean, he's huge. His hands are like. Like the not the size of Andre's, but I mean he's pretty close. I mean the guy that he faced is obviously a squash, but he he made it so to the point where you're just like I feel sorry for the poor bastard that's in the ring right now because you don't have a prayers chance at all to survive. And uh, my friend goes, "Holy shit, they're chanting Walter like they used to chant Goldberg," 
And he did have a point because, Granny, the entire crowd, Walter, Walter. I mean, it was pretty deafening in Blackpool. That's where the show was uh, done from tonight. And I'm just thinking, my God, dude, this guy at his size, Granny, was doing a drop kick. He's about close to seven feet tall, and he just looked like, I was like, wow, he's doing cruiserweight moves. Anyhow, folks, so SmackDown Live to continue. I think Samoa Joe's getting a little bit darker when he said, why don't you shut up like this is an AA meeting. Let me share with the group. I, I'm i going to say it. That was some funny shit that Samoa Joe yeah. spouted out of his mouth when everyone was challenging uh, Daniel Bryan. And the title, Granny, looks like he made the title out of hemp and wood. What's mm-hmm. to say if that title doesn't burn down if Seth Rollins wins or Seth challenges Lesnar, which he did, but I'm just going to laugh and say it. The Seth Rollins theme hits the fucking point. Burn it down. That title would be doing terrible. I mean, we've seen titles thrown in rivers, Granny, but now I guess we could throw that title in fire. <laughs> I guess we could. I mean, start a big old bonfire with it, have a big old marshmallow roast, you know, make some more. <laughs> Because I, mean, I was like, I was like, I was like, I wonder what Granny thinks of the new title. I mean, it looks like something you could write on, spray paint, do some horrible things with. <clears throat> yeah, you could do, you could do a few things with that. You really could. I mean, I kind of liked it though when Triple H. I kind of liked it. I thought it was really funny though when Triple H told Daniel Bryan. Well, you're not going to have to worry about facing any of these guys for that championship belt. You're just going to have to face all of them. (laughs) The look on his face was like sheer terror. In a few weeks, it'll be Elimination Chamber, which Granny and I have been accustomed to for the last 14 years on pay-per-view. It's back in the days when Eric Bischoff came up with this Horrific structure. You are set in the pod, and it's kind of like Survivor, not Survivor Series, but Royal Rumble combined <clears throat> with Survivor Series. It's in a 18 tons of steel, steel grates. You're in a pod, and you are released, randomly selected out of said pod. Then two guys go at it, then 10 minutes go by, then another pod gets randomly selected, and you face each other. And these these men and women since the women have a, a pot, you know, elimination chamber match as well. Now they've done some pretty nasty, gnarly things to one another. Just ask Randy Orton, just ask Chris Jericho. Um, just ask Bill Goldberg who speared big show through a pod, which I'll never forget that moment. That was amazing. I mean, that was just something that, that was a sight to see. Then when Jericho, you know, DDT, either it was Benoit or CM Punk on a steel grate. Jericho has been in a lot of these matches, Bray Wyatt, John Cena, Randy Orton, Rey Mysterio. This is the next pay-per-view coming up. Plus, Worlds Collide, Granny. I think even if you don't know, Granny, it's uh, NXT versus NXT. And they've got people from around the world competing in this, and it's going to be really fun. 
this Saturday at 8, 7 Central on the network, you will see Velveteen Dream, which, uh, by the way, Granny, they're having halftime heat. And Shawn Michaels is going to be the guest commentator for a six-man tag match. Aleister Black, Ricochet, and... Ooh, uh, let's see here. Not Pete. Uh, yeah, Velveteen Dream versus Gargano, Ciampa, and Adam Cole. Oh, this should be interesting because if you know, Granny, Undisputed Era, kind of like the villains. And if you separate one, that's going to be hard for one to function. So Adam Cole got a function without Undisputed. I don't know how this is going to work, Granny, but it's going to be really, really interesting. <laughs> yes, oh, it sounds interesting. Think... Oh, Tommaso Ciampa cracks me up, Granny. He He's one that will irk the crowd. He came out one time to NXT, and he goes, man, I love it when you throw Johnny Wrestling to the wayside and you just come out and you act like Johnny Badass. A lot of people call Tommaso Ciampa the puppet master because he told Johnny Gargano, maybe you should go after not my title as in the moment. You should go after a more important title like the North American Championship, which is the equivalent thereof of the Intercontinental in NXT. So Gargano did, and he – well, he won against Ricochet, and Ricochet is not an easy win. I mean <laughs> – is kind of that way, but anyway, folks, since I'm going to review NXT that is on tap, I'm going to review it quickly. Dave Mastiff versus uh, Jay Melrose, a.k.a. Primate. What's up, NXT? What's up, NXT UK? What's up, UK? Oh, yeah, Granny, I've got to get you a, a YouTube video of the UK fans taunting Zach Gibson. If you see Zach Gibson in the room, take your shoes off. If he's outside the room, still take shoes off. They really do not. They really do not like Zach Gibson. And they make their voice heard because just like the WWE Universe, the NXT UK, they're not shy. There's uh, there's some good female action too, Granny, from the NXT UK aside from Rhea Ripley. There's Jenny. She went one-on-one with... Casey Owens, who gave her a fight, but she's a loss. And, of course, Granny, Rhea Ripley went to the back and bitched about not having, a, a, you know, wanting a rematch against Tony Storm because Tony Storm defeated her at the takeover in Blackpool. Mustache Mountain had a really good match against Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. Very good tag team match, Granny, back and forth. Mustache Mountain ended up winning that. And then we're going over to NXT stateside. Of course, this is probably pre-taped in Phoenix, but they had a match between Io Shirai and Kyrie Sane versus Marina Shafir and um, Yasmin Duke. They lost twice now, which is I, I like because I don't. I'm not particularly fond of what Ronda said to Becky, and I'll explain that later. But folks. I'm gonna okay, so the last match of NXT tonight was the Street Profits who did a tribute uh wardrobe wise to Harlem Heat, which I thought was cool. They went against the Forgotten Sons and Granny, it's pretty bad when the crowd chants, We forgot you. Yes. That's pretty bad, dude. 
I'm not saying anything bad against Steve Cutler, but it's pretty bad when the crowd chants that directed at you. I mean, they'll get better. They will get better. You know, a graduate from Monster Factory, Steve Cutler, did really well. So, all right, folks, this is the last time where Granny will be present for Off the Rails Uncensored, so we're going to get this shindig started and talk about the man, Becky Lynch. Hit my music, monkeys. inspired a lot of people because we feel at this present time in professional wrestling that Becky Lynch represents the average person and that the average person can go on and either still live their lives or have some motivation behind them when they see their boss they say I'm not going to be like well no, I can say it I'm not going to be like a Charlotte and what everyone expects me to be I'm going to be different and I, it's that gravitational pull, Granny, that Stone Cold had, Shawn Michaels, various other superstars at one point in time in their career when everything they said caught on and the crowd just absolutely ate it up. And Most definitely. I just, yeah, and so, like, it's a big... It's a big deal when you see someone like Becky go out there night in and night out and just she absolutely kills it on the mic. She's she was a one legged ass woman or kick or one legged ass kicker or last kicker as I put it last night. And I just feel granny that for the first time in a while, I'm, I'm motivated to be like, man, she's a good reason why I should keep going in life. She has been where we've all been. You know, she knows what it's like to be an extra. She knows what it's like to work three jobs. She's not, she goes, I don't speak for any of you, but I just want to say she she had a problem and she fixed it. Like she said, I my, the pay-per-view wasn't going my way. Um... But she goes, I went out and I fixed it. I won the Royal Rumble. I won the Women's Royal Rumble, and now I'm headed to WrestleMania to face Ronda Rousey. She goes, I showed you what happens when you win and you don't, you or when you lose and you don't crumble. And I just, Granny, I mean, that's motivation right there. When everything doesn't go your way, you either crumble or you rise above and rise to the occasion. And um, I think it's really cool what they're doing with her right now. They're riding the wave of Becky Lynch. Very true. Very well put. I I agree with you on that. Very much so. 
I'm not. I'm not so fond. I'm going to say it. I'm not so fond of what Ronda said on Raw. I'm going to put it like this. You make with it what you do. You can get offended or you don't. Well, as a former worker myself, when you, you cross the boundaries, I don't care if it was written or not, that was a very jerk, you know, it was a bitch-like move to sit there on live television and say, if I wanted to, I could kill you with my bare hands. That's a threat. That is a fucking threat. Yes. You know, and I, I just, I, I, and you know, whether, and whether it was, whether it was Becky, you know, wanting to play a few little mind games with Rhonda, I mean, whatever the reason, I mean, I really, I'm not sure why she got so upset like that, like she did, but, you know, we're going to see, you know, um, we're going to see what, what happens, you know, so. All I'm going to say is, Okay. So she got thrown into the fire after three months of working. Yeah, you headlined WrestleMania. But no one's bold enough within the company to say, well, gee, you know, we had to go through OVW, Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, or NXT, like Renee Young, or like Corey Graves, or like most of the rosters on Raw and SmackDown Live had to go through absolute hell to get where they're at. I'm not saying Rhonda didn't go through hell to get where she's at. I give credit where credit's due. Yes, she is the Raw Women's Champion. Yes, she's headlining a lot of things on ESPN because she used to be in the USC. She used to have an undefeated streak. But like Becky said, I found my way back to you. Very well put. Here. I mean, how, how, like, my question to Rhonda is, how dare you do, or not question, my statement to you, how dare you do? You sit there, and I don't care if this is, you know, fictitious or whatever, what the disclaimer says. Why would you cross the line? I don't care who wrote the promo for you either. Because, to me, that's saying, I could have killed you with my bare hands. So what message are you sending to young girls? What message are you giving to those who actually – I mean, I've met Rhonda before in person. She's a nice person. My question to you is you think you're so big and bad. You didn't have to work like Becky did as a stewardess, as a babysitter, or working the railroad and being away from family. You didn't have to work your way out of the shadows like Becky did. You didn't have to – you know, work a WrestleMania pre-show. And yet here you stand, acting as if you knew what Becky was going to say, but you still got riled up. I, You know, a long time ago, Granny, like not, well, not too long ago, but when Becky said back in November on SmackDown Live, you made fun of what I had to do to pave the way for myself. You know, a true champion wills herself against, you know, through adversity. And fights. 
Ronda really hasn't faced anybody that has put her to the test. I mean, Nia Jax has given her a fit. Um, Sasha Banks took her to the limit. But Becky Lynch is different. Yes, she is. I mean, she's a different style opponent. She's different in, you know, how you prepare. They both have armbar submissions. I'm not getting at that. What I'm getting at is how the hell do they let that slide? They're like, well, this company, it's a work. I get it. You know, I hear that term a lot in wrestling. Oh, it's a work. No, you don't, because then you, if you knew it, then you would you would understand it. I'm sick and tired of people telling me, Granny, well, it was a work. Really? Because they reported it on the WWE website that Ambrose is now officially leaving. So here's my thoughts. Not everything is a work. Sometimes there are more credible sources that can come up and say, well, this guy or this gal is actually leaving. Or the fact that Ronda Rousey literally got to the company because she would be a draw. And she is. I'm not going to deny that. She's gotten money for the company. She does some wonderful things outside it. But my question to you, dude, is why would you sit there on a promo on live television and say to the whole entire audience, if I wanted to, I could kill you with my bare hands? You're at, you're not really sending a good message at all. That's kind of like hypocrisy 101. That's very well true. Like, if you say, you know, let's say, Granny... I say don't do this, you know, at my job, but then I turn around and do what I told these people not to do. That makes me a hypocrite in the largest sense of the way because (coughs) you're supposed to be a role model. And she just said the words, if I wanted to, I could kill you with my bare hands. And she got so defensive. And here Becky is just smiling at her, just looking at her. And I do the same thing. I don't care if you truly, genuinely know that the championship is leaving your waist. But let's not point fingers is what one person is saying. I'm like, no, dude. I've not been a Ronda Rousey fan ever since she stepped foot in WWE. I think she did not earn her way. And there's a lot of resentment, Granny. I don't know. I don't speak for the women in the locker room, but there's a lot of resentment there. Because they know that she's a good person, but she didn't really earn her way. She won the championship in three months' time. Like, how the hell, dude? No. That does not sit well with me as a former worker. Like, if someone comes into your job, and you've been working that job, Granny, for 15, 20 years, and someone gets promoted to the spot that you've been wanting for all that time. No. Very well put. Oh, my, 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 my. I just feel that, you know, I haven't been outspoken in quite some time as far as, like, you know, going into detail. I've been outspoken many times, folks. (laughs) Granny can attest to this. I just, I, I feel strongly about Rhonda's position in the company because here's my thing. I get it. You drag her into the business. 
She's going to learn firsthand. This is how things work. This is how things are in wrestling. You learn. She's learning that when you are thrown into the fire, which some of these women have been stoking for years of their career. Let me name names. Uh, Ember Moon, Sasha Banks, um, Alexis Kaufman, or as she likes to call herself, Little Miss Bliss. Now, let's say, you know, you don't say a word because you don't want to get fired. Well, I'm not a part of the fucking company, so here's what I'm going to tell you. Here's what I'm going to say. I think that it's smart to continuously ride the wave of Becky Lynch. Now, if you guys want to fail and flop, go ahead. Rhonda's getting, Granny, do you notice that she is getting booed? Every time she picks up yeah. a microphone, they they drown her out. It's not we can't. Granny and I cannot make this shit up if we tried. They hand Rhonda a microphone, and she just Granny. I can tell. Like I've been there. I have been there when you're trying to please the crowd and they're just not getting into your promo, and then all of a sudden Becky comes out on Monday Night Raw and confronts Rhonda. And all she had to say was a few sentences, and kaboom. Rhonda's like a ticking time bomb. That's right. It's, like I said, I'm not trying to be negative Nancy here. I'm just stating facts, and I'm just telling the truth. We all know. Fans, okay, I'll give you an example how we did not like or appreciate this, where I'm from in New York. You hype up Alexa Bliss and Ronda Rousey. And then um, all of a sudden, Granny, I'm sorry, I lost kind of tidbit here. My, oh, that's okay. My speaker turned on when I said a name, so you can guess what it is. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anyways, folks, so we see a match that's seven to eight minutes long. I don't care what coast you're from. My thing is, fans pay to see a show. You better give us a show, please, because we... We work 40 hours a week, some of us, or we work 80 hours, doesn't matter, or for every two weeks. And we see a squash match for someone that has experience in the wrestling business get squashed. And I'm sitting there saying to myself, Jesus Christ, I don't know <clears throat> what else to say other than, okay, well, I hope they have a better match the next time and try and remain positive. Granny... The next match they had was in Madison Square Garden between, you know, Bliss and, and Rousey. Uh, some people blame one another for whom the match, and I was like, it's one of those things where if you're not properly trained and it shows that you will look really sloppy in the ring. And Ronda, to me, at times, and I know she'll get better over time, I would pray, Wrestling is an art form, and she's treating it like if it were an octagon. That's how I feel. Um, Becky, the reason why she's not a myth, the reason why she's turning into a hot commodity is because she's like Stone Cold Steve Austin was back in the day, or Shawn Michaels, or Diesel, or Razor, or you know, any wrestler that's you know, a hot ticket item. She's it. She's got the it factor going for her where anything she says can be turned to gold. 
so the fans, instead of leaning towards Ronda, are turning on it because I would put this. Some fans are nitpicky, <clears throat> and some fans know exactly what they want, like Granny and I. Um, you know, Granny says, you know, I'm not a big fan of The Miz, but I do like the... I don't speak for her, so I'm going <laughs> to... I think The Miz and Shane combo kind of took both of us off guard. I really didn't... I expected The Miz to turn on Shane at a Rumble, but I was pleasantly surprised. I was, too. I, I was, too. I mean, I it's been amazing. But, you know, I was sitting there watching, you know... Um, Shane, you know, showing the video clips, you know, and everything of the different, well, how how Shane and Miz basically came together as a tag team, you know, and and it was amazing how the Miz was talking about his father, you know, that it basically his father. I mean, from the the from what I understood of it, you know, his father was not a great support to him at some point in time. I guess earlier in his career, maybe. But then the surprise when Shane had Miz's father come out to the ring, and then Miz's father basically told him, you know, Mike, you know, I mean that says a lot. I mean, when you're in this business, whether it's your spouse, your parents, uh, maybe even a sibling, if you don't have that support there for what you're doing and what you enjoy doing, I mean, what are you doing it for? You know, are you doing it for are you doing it for the fans? Are you doing it for yourself? I mean, but you've got to have that support there. You've got, you know, that support has to be there. You know, and I have a very good friend who's in the wrestling business. His name's Barrett Brown. And I've known Barrett and his family for several years. I mean, his, I, I, I believe when I met Barrett and Barrett started wrestling for TCW down like in the Fort Smith area in, here in Arkansas, I mean, Barrett was like 19 years old, but he has come such a long way in this business. He's had the support of his family. You know, his mom and dad traveled with him many, many miles. Now, lately, Barrett is pretty much doing a lot of things more on his own, but his family still supports him, and I admire that. Well, I mean, my thing is this, Granny. When you started listening off the questions that I would ask myself, and Kurt probably asked this, you know, what are we doing this for? All I can tell you is, folks, wrestling is very, very trying. It's it's wonderful at first, you know. It's whatever you interpret it to be. If you say wrestling's a bitch, boy, you are fucking green as you know, greener than goose shit. And what I will tell you is, 
Granny brings up some very valid points. If you don't have that support system in place, then what I'll go ahead and just say is, <clears throat> why are you doing this? Like Granny says, why why are you putting yourself through the unnecessary torture of going on the road, being away from your girlfriend, boyfriend, whomever, whatever it is? Wrestling is very trying. It does, you know, like Robbie Brookside said in Daniel Bryan's book, wrestling doesn't owe you a living and you could be out doing something else that makes you happy like me or others that have quit professional wrestling because, well, it's very taxing on the body, mind. You know, if you're a wrestler, manager, referee, I don't care if people discriminate and say managers don't know jack shit about the business. Let me just put an asterisk in there. We have to know and we have to keep learning. So when Miz had that moment with his dad, that was very touching for everyone and not just Granny or I. I mean, sometimes, Granny, we we see things on the screen and we're like, well, I don't really want to see this. What the Miz and his dad had, that's very special. I don't care if like, people say, oh, that was that was disingenuous. It was written. So the fuck, what if it was? I mean, dude, I've been in wrestling almost as long as Kurt has, okay? It's very seldom that you have moments where you can say, wow, that was cool. I mean, you know, I'm not a wrestler, but I'm a fan of the sport. But there's not a day goes by that, I mean, I miss my daddy. My daddy's been gone since 2004. You know, he had a lot of health issues. You know, he he basically died of congestive heart failure. His heart gave out on him. You know, my daddy's been gone almost 15 years. It'll be 15 years, July 15th of this year that my daddy's been gone. You know, and, and my dad, you know, he wasn't a huggy head type of person. I mean, he didn't show his affection, but he knew, I mean, we knew he loved us for what he did for us, what he did for us and our family. I mean, how he took care of us. But I remember, and and I'll never forget this, I was sitting there on my dad's bed next to him, and he was just saying a lot of things that just didn't make a lot of sense, you know, because he was really, really sick. And I kissed him on his cheek and I said, Daddy, I love you. And he said, I love you too. And I'll never forget that. I mean, you know, now he would tell my son, you know, that he loved him because my son and my dad were very, very close. I mean, my son never knew his biological or knew his, his, his father. My dad and my husband, David, are the only father figures that my son has ever known. And when we lost my dad, I mean, that was very hard on my son. And, you know, it's, um, but it, it brought tears to my eyes last night when I saw that moment with Miz and his father in the ring, you know, hugging each other and embracing each other. I mean, it brought a lot of tears to my eyes, and it was and it was happy tears. I mean, it was it was just a ch- such a touching moment, you know. I loved it. I mean, I thought it was great. 
I think, like, from what I understand, Granny, I, I can tell you, like, a lot of people are asking, well, B-Train, haven't you had a lot of good and bad moments in professional wrestling? To answer that question, what I'm going to say, folks, is wrestling is very addictive when, from the moment you either watch it as a little kid or the moment you step foot inside a WWE ring, and I can say that, Kurt can say that, not many people can say I stepped foot inside a ring, and they're like, well, what has? I go, it doesn't matter. Even if it was just an extra, that meant the whole world to me because I know I can't work anymore. And to see The Miz and George's dad hug it out, it made me cry because it's like you can't you can't put into words or describe the actual like process of going – to a performance center or to, you know, through a dry rehearsal and seeing all the people you see on TV. There's just no, you know, no emotion that can convey or can be put into one sentence. Well, Granny, I mean, the moment I saw Michael Hayes give us the nod to go down that ramp and to separate, you know, Roman Reigns and his cousins, the Usos, um, you know, the AJ and the Good Brothers, it meant the absolute world to me to see some of the people that I went to school with, you know, and I, I can say this, folks, because I'm only five foot nine, but I just was like a little kid in a candy store. And I'm pretty sure the Miz felt the same way when he hugged his dad because it's like the whole time, man, he's never approved of what I've done. I mean, he's proud of me, but he never says it. And then when he said the words, I love you, it's just, you guys are asking me some deep questions. I'm sure you got questions for Granny on her last night. You didn't get to the, (laughs) my fans from the UK, no, Granny, no, say it isn't so. (laughs) Well, I'm, you know, fans, I'm still going to, I'm still going to be on Tuesday afternoons. I mean, Granny's not completely going away. You know, yes. I was doing Mondays for a while and Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and then we train learned to make some changes, and then it was Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and now it's just Tuesdays. But, hey, you know, that's okay because, you know, my schedule probably for the next year or so um, is going to be very busy. And uh, I've got personal things that I'm having to uh, be a part of and take care of and you know um, but hey it, it's all good I mean it's it, it's all this has been a blast for me I mean I um, I do a podcast with some other friends on Monday nights the Attitude Era Live so you know I, I and and this isn't my first podcast that I've done before either, fans. I mean, I was actually part of a podcast a few years ago. Um, I started off as a listener. Um, I became a guest host, and then I basically was running the show like B-Train does for a long time. But due to my health issues, I had to step away and let somebody else take it over, and I still helped with it, but... 
you know, it, it, I mean, it's all been good. I mean, I, I have a lot of great memories, and it gets me stopping and thinking about some things with my life as a fan because I have come across this situation more than once, especially in the past several months. Um, eventually, you know, at some point in time, it's going to get to that point where, yeah, Granny's going to have to step down and not be able to do what I do, what I love so much. And that's really hard for me because, number one, I'm not ready to quit being Granny, not anytime soon, but... With that being said, I have to face the reality. It's kind of like B-Train situation. Um, you know, he had to step away from being a manager, you know. And it comes to that point in time in your life, fans, where sometimes you have to do what's best for you, you know. Now, when that day comes that I have to basically hey, I'm not going to be able to be granny anymore. Um, And I know deep down inside my heart, I mean, with all my wrestling family that I have, I am always going to be granny to everybody that anybody that has known me in the wrestling world. I will always be granny to everybody. And um, it's, you know, it, it's hard, you know, and yes, when that day comes, when when that day comes that I have to step away from going to WFC every month or, you know, or being able to go to an independent show, you know, whatever, I, I, I keep teasing my wrestling family that they're going to have to kidnap me from the nursing home and take me to a wrestling show. <laughs> in my wheelchair, you know, but I, I mean, that, that's, that's become a, become a private joke, you know, with so many of us, but in all reality, yes, that day is going to come, and and I'm not, I'm not ready for it. I mean, I, I don't want it yet, but in all reality, it's like, especially after my husband retires, you know, we're going to have to um, basically pick and choose and cut back on what we do, you know, due to financial reasons and, you know, because our income is, you know, we're going to be losing a major part of the income that we have. And and um, that's going to be a really hard day for Granny when um, that day comes. You know? So that being said, um, you know, I've always believed that you need to live life as it's your last day because we never know what tomorrow's going to bring. And so I, I just, and that's, and and I truly believe that. I, I agree with granny 100% because there's some names that I could list off that we are no longer graced by in this business it gets lonely, folks, and um, you asked me to explain why I've had or, or what my ups and downs were. Um, let's see. 
I've been told or was told by God rest his soul, Dusty Rhodes back in the day that maybe I should be a manager. I'm too small because when I was in, at the time I was young, I was, let's see here. Holy shit. Uh, not too long ago, but 26, 27, when I first, you know, got my taste at the pro level, um, and I really remember a lot of things along the way, like in 2008, when I was 21 and I lived out of an extended stay in and didn't have much to my name. Um, Cornette, Jim Cornette was one of the guys that asked, well, what the hell are you doing, son? That's kind of insane. You living out of a hotel. Kenny Bolin, I love you to pieces, dude. Um, if it were not for you suggesting to go back home, I probably would have been homeless. Let's see what else. Um, I went to Puerto Rico, um, where I met the Ayalas and the Colognes. Same thing. I was too small. I was told I was too small. That'd be much better off as a mouthpiece. And let's see not going to relinquish too much or relive my past, but KCXW was something that reopened my interest in professional wrestling, but then the truth be told, I was just a national anthem to them. I was nothing more. I was a manager, really. I, I could dive into the fact that every day I went to that fucking place, the training center, that is. I was not happy, so I'm going to leave it at they did me a favor. I left. I went back to where I'm from. I went to the East Coast. I was to the point where I was at my boiling point during SummerSlam. I went on a show, which the host was really fucking sloppy and could not hold his own shit together. So long story short, folks, I've been on a roller coaster that still hasn't stopped. I... I I uh, want to tell you that it's really been fun with Kurt Gannon, who is amazing. He, uh, I get to see my big brother pretty much mostly all the time now because I have a job that works with me and getting my weekends off, so I'm lucky there. Um, it just, like I said, professional wrestling can be kind to you if you're kind to it. There's nothing bad that's come out of professional wrestling. I can say, you know, I've had a lot of ups and downs, um, and I've had a lot of drama, of course. That's that's uh, something that I'm working on. But, you know, it's a blessing. You know, Granny came into my, my world. I met her, and we told stories, and we got along. So, yeah, there's a lot of fucking problems, dude. And I, I know I'm not the only one in professional wrestling that some people choose to internalize it. Some people choose to embrace it. I just embrace it because you never, like Granny says, you never know when your life can take a turn. My dad was diagnosed with um, prostate cancer. So you can imagine how that felt being told after the one thing we still have together is Yankee, a Yankees game. And he pulled me aside. I remember 
rocking back and forth in my roommate's house, and my roommate came and asked me, he said, what's wrong? I said, my dad just said that he has been diagnosed with prostate cancer, and it's it's something that I don't let fans into because personally I feel like I don't want to let people into my financial issues. I don't want to let them into my life some ways because in wrestling, folks, I've had a lot of fucking people um, <clears throat> come into my life telling me they're for me, whatever. And I remember someone telling me, this is a business business. This is not a friendship business. That's from a worker's perspective. Don't get it twisted. I'm friends with Granny. I, however, have met people that have told me we're for you, we're we're behind you 100%, and then have turned that around and lied. So, like I said, you got to keep your guard up, folks, in the wrestling business because some guys will not tell you this, but in my experience, you're going to get told a lot of things. You just got to cherry pick what you believe and what you don't or cherry pick what you want to learn and make it into something beautiful. Be be a servant to this business. Serve first, questions later. You know, as, as Uncle Bob would say, Brutal Bob Evans, love you to pieces, Uncle. But yes, that is the summary of my ups and downs, folks. If you like a biopic, great. I'm not famous yet. That's funny. One fan from the UK, that just brought me to tears. And I said, well, dude, I'm not the only person that's been touched by somebody who has cancer. Cancer fucking sucks. And I wish it would go away, but because I'm going to tell you folks, like, it sucks being a thousand miles away from family, but wrestling is what keeps me going because um, if I didn't have pro wrestling, if I didn't have my big brother or granny, or anybody else that supports me in wrestling, let me just tell you something. It would be really fucking ugly for some people because I'd be bitter as hell. I wouldn't have this show. So I just count my blessings as they go along. Like Granny says, you've got to live life as if you don't care what the world thinks. That's the problem with some of you, not all of you is that you care what everyone else thinks because social media has turned into a fucking freight of a monster. It really has. And, like, in wrestlers, you know, they promote themselves, they promote their companies, they do really good things, some of them, you know, it's whatever they do, I don't care. But if you go into professional wrestling thinking it's going to be good, there's optimism in you. I'm going to say to you young guns asking questions, go in it with an open mind, ears open, mouth shut. Ask questions. Ask a million questions in that ring, man. You take a bump, yeah, it's going to fucking hurt. Do you see that those guys bumping in the ring in WWE and Ring of Honor and New Japan say, oh, yeah, this feels like a pillow? <laughs> no. So, aside from all that, you know, I'm glad Granny's uh, still going to be on Tuesdays, and I'm glad that she's been with me through ups and downs on this show, and 
she's truly a blessing, folks, because she will listen to you. She's like a she's like a godmother. That's why I do the intro like that. The godmother of WSC, a mother to some, a grandmother to some, an amazing you know person of fandom because. You won't find, I mean, there's certain super fans like Sign Guy and Medea and all them, but Granny is unique. She's very, she's a very special person who has a place in everyone's hearts, or she should, at least in my opinion. Well, thank you for those kind words between that. I really appreciate that, you know. Um, and it's just, it's been a pleasure being a part. You know, like I said, I'm still going to be on Tuesday afternoons. Not going anywhere yet, you know, so. She, you know what, folks, I'm going to say this nicely. Like, for those of you asking, like, what, you know, does Granny plan on going, you know, this place, that place? If, if you know, time allots her, you know, I hope to see her in, in, a, in a year or so. You know, I'll invite her up to a live house show. Hell, I'll invite you up for a house show to the garden, Granny. That'd be so much fun. I would. That would be that would be a lot of fun. So. Because then it's like one place where Granny can say, "Oh, I finally made it to New York." You know, she ain't got to worry about a hotel because, like I said, you 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 seldom meet someone as sincere as Granny Hulkster because she will tell you to your face, "Hey, why did you say this about me?" Or, "Hey." You know, we need to work on this. You really need to consider doing it. She cares. That's that's who she is. It's who she is as a person. Because some of you are asking, like, why don't you, you know, have have her watch this or why don't you? Because she doesn't have the time, folks. Oh my God! At the end of my show, you really gonna start this shit? Okay. On Insta, Wrestle underscore radio, you know, for Instagram questions, you know, can you please have some really nice questions for Granny? Okay, Eugenia, that's her name, wants to ask, well, Granny seems like she'd be lovely for tea. Why not? She just watched some U- or NXT UK and then have her have some tea uh, with me. And I'm like, well, that's nice. That's uh, nice. Where is that? Well, where exactly are you from? Nice. Coventry? You're from Coventry, UK? Okay. So who do you think Granny would really get in the face of? Oh, I got to ask you. Not Isla Donya Goober. She's like, I was just messing with you, you. It's like, okay. Who? Okay, she's listing off. Nikki Cross, I don't think Granny would get in the face of. I think... <laughs> Uh, well, I don't know. You know, I I don't know. I mean, I I have seen Nikki Cross, you know, in action, you know, and I I'm not. I mean, I might throw a few few smack words out. You talk a little smack to her, you know, and then all of a sudden, ooh, back away, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's uh, there's I can I, I can I could see I could see Nikki Cross coming up and saying to me, "Do you want to play, Granny?" <laughs> uh, I could hear her saying. I could hear her saying that. I mean, good time, but you know. I uh, I met her at Access, Granny. She's actually pretty funny. Um, but anyhow, so this person says Jenny. I was like, oh yes, that is a good one. And Zach Gibson. Although I don't know if Granny's gonna take her shoes off. You, God damn. 
everyone in the UK wants to take their shoes off, Granny, when they see Zach Gibson. Okay, I have got to send you the clip of the. If you see Zach Gibson in the room, take your shoes off. <laughs> he he claims to be Liverpool's number one. And I don't think that resonates with Eugenia. She goes, number one, that's more like number two. He stinks so bad, <laughs> is what she's saying. She also saying, bloody hell, I think Granny should get in the face of Ginny, the so-called fashionista. She claims <laughs> that we're a bunch of she, – she goes, Granny, she'll, she has this move in the corner. She goes, not today, little girl. And she goes, she pulls him up and she does a Bronco Buster out the corner. And I'm like, oh, if Granny sees her, I think we might see a cat fight. Oh, my. Oh, my. Ginny, Ginny's got a very unique offense. She's also, uh, how do I put this, snobby? Mm-hmm. She claims to be, uh, you know, I should be uh, United Kingdom Women's Champion or NXT UK Champion because... I'm fashionable, I'm always on time, and I would make the rest of you miscreants and mis, uh, uh, misshapen humans <laughs> bow before a true queen. And I'm thinking, oh, I think there's Granny Hulkster just waiting in the wings just to get in your face. I cannot wait. <laughs> well, you know, it's kind of funny when you mention the true queen. It makes me think of... Uh, Erica at WFC, you know, um, Double D, who I like to call Double Dork. I mean, he he called Erica <laughs> his rightful queen, you know. And you've seen me go round and round with Erica. So, you know, bring it on. I think she would be, it'd be international granny hoaxer, folks. I mean, get ready when it comes crashing down and it will hurt uh, Jenny inside. <laughs> It would that be, be fun. That could, that, 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 could be, that could be interesting. That could be interesting. Plus, Granny, okay, so Zach Gibson tonight on NXT UK, I told you guys would beat – he goes, we, while we were busy making a name for ourselves by winning the NXT UK Tag Team Championships, there were too many boys in the back trying to come up with a cool nickname. But I'm thinking – Yes, because everyone, when they see you, wants to apparently take their shoes off. That's uh, different. <laughs> definitely. definitely well, different, because, so. well, Zach Gibson, he just believes his own jargon, so he's just like, <clears throat> um, you know, <laughs> dude, it, it would be nice if you just Never mind, Zach Gibson is in in a you know elite world of his own. But all right, folks, this is Granny's last you know send off. So if you didn't like what good old Brian Rose had to say, that I got three choice words for you. Forget about it. Oh, and Granny, for old times' sake, not the last time's sakes, but Granny. And if you didn't like what Granny Hulkster has to say, what you going to do when Granny Hulkster goes crazy on you? It's been a blast. Thank you so much, dear. God bless you. Love you. 
keep you in our heart and my heart as always. So uh, even from a thousand or however many miles away, Arkansas is from Brooklyn. Um, we, we, I love you so much for helping me with my show. So, all right, folks, it's holy shit. One forty three in the fucking morning. Yes, Vinny. I said, fucking, you say it too, asshole. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Personality, the cult of personality.